What's up, everybody? I am Travis Lee. I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast that is brought to you by CarterComics.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. Carter Comics has got them all. All you got to do is go to CarterComics.com, check out their amazing store, fill up your cart with all their amazing comics, and at checkout, use the discount code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, you'll save 10% on your entire order at CarterComics.com. We call it a discount code, not a promo code, because the promo code is a one-and-done, where a discount code can be used on any purchase you ever make at CarterComics.com, and not just at their website, but at their four different eBay accounts as well, and you can find links to all four of those accounts at their homepage at CarterComics.com. Again, whether it be graded or raw, Carter Comics has got them all because it's your one-stop shop for all your comic needs. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Carter Comics proud sponsor of Freaknet Studios, this figure show, and the JFW Podcast, and sponsoring uh, our, our trip this uh, this September to do our cemetery vlogs. That's right. So, so we got that all planned out. I'm really excited for that. And uh, to, uh, I, I guess in a way, it's almost like a mini vacation. I mean, it's work, but it's still a vacation. Right. Yeah, kind of. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Plus, we got different ways of editing, or not editing, but recording now. I mean, we got the uh, gimbal. We're going to record off of uh, the cell phone. I got the lapel mics. Tested them out. They work. So Nice. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how we can improve, uh, you know, or you know, evolve, whatever that you know, whatever you know, word needs to be used to show that we're trying to do more and be better in our uh, in our our videos, you know, that are going up on YouTube and everything. Uh, also. Um, I'm working on uh, getting a certain thing that we already talked about so we could put another video out that we could maybe record while we're out on our trip and everything. Uh, I'm really excited about doing as well. Um, but I, I don't have a whole lot that I have planned to talk about today. Uh, nothing's really has uh, happened, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, yeah, we've reached, a, we've reached a weird point in the summer where it, you know, there's stuff that's like coming up, and yeah. also, um, you know, like, you know, we got we've got the the writer strike, the actor strike. Um, there's a chance that UPS is going to go on strike, um, but nothing has really like the strikes are happening. But like the 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 thing about a strike is that the point of it is is that nothing is happening. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we might go into an extended amount of nothing happening, uh, when, when UPS goes on strike. Um, which is interesting. That's kind of fun. Uh, the other thing that has happened in the last couple of weeks, um, are you familiar with the Green Brothers at all? John, John and Hank Green on YouTube? No, I never heard of them. Yeah. They, uh, they were probably some of the earliest YouTube guys. Uh, and they, they did a thing. Their, their main channel that I know them from is Vlog Brothers. Um, where they started, I think it started as an everyday thing, but they've, now that they're, you know, successful and stuff, they, they do it, you know, twice a week. So on Tuesdays, John Green does like a vlog toward his brother where he talks for like five minutes off the cuff 
about a uh, just whatever topic he's thinking about. And then on mm-hmm. Friday, Hank either responds or talks about his own thing. Um, and they just kind of go back and forth uh, Friday, Tuesday. Well, um, uh, for the last, I don't know, six months or so, eight months or so, um, John Green has gotten like hyper focused on the topic of tuberculosis, which is the world's most deadly disease. Um, like about, I want to say one and a half million people a year still die from it. Like you, you think of it as this, like this 19th century, you know, Oh, she got the consumption and died disease. <laughs> um, one and a half. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just had to make sure I'm still in the same mindset you are. Okay, so when you say 19th century, are you talking about the 1800s? Yes. Okay. I never understood why they do that shit. <laughs> oh, because, so, like, if you are uh, counting starting from zero, the yeah. the, so, like, year one is the first year of the first century. Yeah. And so when you get to year 101, that's the first year of the second century. Yeah, but wouldn't they say, like, if like 101 is in the 100th century? Mm, year 101? Yeah. No, because uh, the century just means 100. Yeah, but so 100 will be the 100th century. No, it would just be the 100th year. It'd be the the second century. So like, let's do if we were doing it with decades. Um, okay. The so so year one is the first year of the first decade. Yeah. Year eleven is the first year of the second decade. Okay. Yeah. I still don't get it. What, what would be? What would be your? What would you call year one thousand? It would be the. Um, it'd be well, depending on how you count it. I'm typically uh, year zero is the last year. So year one thousand would be the last year of the. Um. um sorry, the clock just died, uh, chimed and it confused me. Uh, it would be the last year of the tenth century. Yeah, but when you look at it, they're technically calling that the 11th century. Well, at 1001 is the 11th. Yeah, but okay, so but when it hit year 2000, they called that the 21st century. Yeah, because people, um, yes, uh, it, is a, it is a very, very common error because it's way more exciting to see the number go from uh, 99 to zero than yeah. it is for it to go from zero to one. And so a lot of people will talk about zero as the beginning, um, which is allowed. You can do it that way if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I, it, just, it, it was just something I never understood. I mean, and like I said, like, I just want to verify that when you said 19th century, it meant the 1800s, because yep. you really went Oregon Trail on that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'll just because it, it just feels like tuberculosis is an, an Oregon Trail disease. Yeah, what was, the, what was that other one? You know, the D. Oh, dysentery? There we go. There we go, dysentery. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I just, I just, like I said, I just want to make, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page as what we're talking about. And also, uh, for all you out there, give me credit because I said Oregon, not Oregon. Nice. Yeah. So trying to, I'm trying to uh, appease those out there who uh, I've talked to from the West Coast, Oregon. 
I'm still not calling it organ, like, you know, like a liver. Oregon. Oregon. I'll do that. Nice. I'll meet them halfway. But, anyways. No, I had no idea tuberculosis was still a thing because no one ever talked about it. Right. That's, yeah, that's no one ever thing. does. It's not a rich people. It's not a rich country disease. And yeah. so we just don't think about it anymore. But realistically, yeah. realistically, no, and I'll, I'll let you continue. No, no, you're, you're good. good. No, this Real- is great. This is... Look, we have we have time to fill. Oh, we so do. We do. <laughs> I literally, I've have I have two very minute. I'm using the word properly. Topics I did want to bring up, and they'll probably cover like maybe two minutes a piece, if that. Um, but realistically, like think about it, talking about uh, like you know, talking about the era of coronavirus. Other than COVID, I don't hear anyone ever talking about illnesses and anything like that like at all like i i still don't hear anyone talking about flu season colds like nothing like there's no illnesses that are ever really the topic of like discussions and stuff anymore it seems like as soon as covid happened that was the most extreme and any illness that happens beyond this is like well it's just normal now you know it's like it's like it's like when uh it's like when you know it seemed like flus like you know over you know you know, took over the urgency of like migraines or something like that. Right. So, but like when you say TB, I think you know iron lungs, nineteen forties stuff like that. Right. That's yeah. when it was nineteen twenty, maybe somewhere, somewhere, whenever the iron lungs were. But FDR, he had TB, right? Uh, polio. Polio. Okay. Which is another so, old timey disease. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, you continue what you're saying, but yes, I I have not heard tuberculosis. Um, other than like maybe history books, or I think maybe a couple years ago, like maybe eighteen, nineteen, I heard like one person got like tuberculosis or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One, well, like if you work in healthcare, you have to get uh, checked to see if you have, you know, make sure your your booster is up to date. Because yeah. um, usually people will get a TB their first TB vi- vaccine when they're like a toddler. And then they'll get another one sometime in elementary school, and then they'll get another one before they go to college. Um, and then if you work in healthcare, healthcare, they want you to get more, you know, just to make sure it stays up to date. Um, but yeah, so because of that, you know, there's there is almost no tuberculosis in like America or or Europe or Canada, whatever. Um, but in a lot of the um, the, the so called third world countries and stuff, it um, uh, it's still very prevalent. And um, one of the best medicines that we have to treat TB uh, without a vaccine um, and also to, like, prevent people from catching it is called bedaquiline. And you don't have to remember the name of it, but it's just I, I happen to remember it. So I'm saying it because it's it's a weird word and I like weird words. But mm-hmm. it's called bedaquiline. Johnson & Johnson makes it. Um, and they have had the patent on it for 20 years. And so for 20 years, they've been able to make whatever money they want to make on it, um, charge whatever they want, give whatever they want away, whatever they want to do. Um, well, as of two days ago, the patent, the, the primary patent expired and they were planning to, um, and for start enforcing a secondary patent that would give them four more years of basically monopoly control of this drug um, in certain countries. And um, and so this is like what John Green was talking about is is we have these drugs that are basically miracle drugs. 
They were primarily created with public money. Um, the public paid $600 million for these drugs. Johnson & Johnson only put in like $200 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Johnson & Johnson more than made their money back. And after 20 years, it's time to let the public have this drug again so that they can make generics in the countries that need them the most. Yeah. Um, and so he, he put out this Blogbrothers video that was basically like, uh, boy, it sure looks right, like right now Johnson & Johnson is going to enforce their secondary patent. And as a result, over the next four years, six million people will die of tuberculosis. Um, and it generated this massive backlash against Johnson & Johnson that caused them to at least start taking the steps to not enforce their patent as strongly. Um, so that's kind of an exciting thing that's happened in the last week. Um, you know, I'll, I'll trust. What's that? Isn't Johnson Johnson also the ones who had like the shitty vaccine? Uh, yeah, they had. I don't know. Like, like when you rank all three, they came in last. Yes. Yeah. Their vaccine, I believe, was only like 70 percent effective Yeah. Um, at preventing serious illness. Right. So um, it seems it seems to me like really they should just stick to like tear free baby shampoos. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Is that the so, same? That has that's the same Johnson and Johnson. Right? Yes, it is the same Johnson and Johnson. Right. They did improve their shot uh, when they decide when they realized like oh if we give people a booster, or a second dose. Uh, so it was originally a one dose shot, and at one dose you had about a seventy percent efficacy. Um, compared to a one dose of uh, either of the like Moderna or or BioNTech uh, Pfizer, um, does the uh, vaccines were like ninety three percent after your first one? Um, gotcha. Or but no, I'm sorry, it wasn't after the first one. Those ones were two dose sequences, and so after your two doses, you had ninety five percent. Johnson and Johnson didn't think people would show up for a second dose, and so they're like. Well, a first dose is about 70%. For most people, that's probably good enough, so we'll release it. Uh, and then later, they, they added a second dose, and it, it did increase the efficacy up to the same level as the other two. Uh, are boosters and, still a thing? Are they still doing the boosters? I, I, can, I, can, I can honestly say, for as ignorant as they'll make me sound, I haven't given a second thought to COVID or the coronavirus or vaccines or anything probably in like since it hasn't been mainstream media. Yeah. Like main mainstream media, you so and it's everybody like, else. Yeah, so it's just like I I don't know if boosters because like when when the vaccine first came out and they started you know they started initiating like maybe the first three maybe four boosters to follow, uh, maybe three. Uh, I would you know, I get you know a text or a call from a handful of relatives. Have you got vaccinated yet? Have you got the booster yet? Till till one they just got stopped so it's like okay maybe maybe they're done doing boosters or maybe the family's just like listen if he's not gonna do he's not gonna do it um uh, in october last year biden Mm -hmm. declared the pandemic was over even though it was like a little premature and like like three thousand people were still dying a week Um, which is a lot better than three thousand a day don't get me wrong yeah what's more what's more premature him calling the uh him calling the uh pandemic over or pulling people out of Afghanistan. Ooh, that's a tough call. It's a tough call, isn't it? Yeah. I I am only going to give a slight edge to him declaring the pandemic over because we shouldn't have been in Afghanistan to begin with. True. <laughs> True. And it's, it's, it's weird to think, like, he called it, okay, so I guess when you look at it, it's like, 
okay, he called the pandemic over after only, you know, and it's only been going on was it two, two and a half years, give or take. Yeah, roughly. Um, and then he prematurely pulled people out of Afghanistan, and that was only going on for 19 20. years. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just oh, it's so goofy. But uh, yeah, and the the defense contractors really want us back in there. Although I think they're mollified by the fact that we'll be in Ukraine for the rest of our natural lives. Yeah, I don't see that. Uh, and it's weird because like you know you, you see articles coming around saying like oh you know you know Russia's starting to fumble, Russia's starting to you know like you know they're starting to lose, but then all of a sudden like two weeks later they're destroying everything in the Ukraine again. It's like it's like what happened? Right. Like. Like, and, like, they, I, I'm i in favor of helping the Ukrainian people, like, defend their homeland or whatever. Yeah. But, like, if we can dole out, like, I don't know, I think it's almost $100 billion in the last year. It's a lot. Um, or maybe more than $100 billion now. If we can do that for them. How much them, we gave to Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It might be pushing 130 at this point. Um, and, and like, I don't, I don't, I really genuinely, I don't begrudge it because like money is kind of fake. But my thing is, is like, if money can be fake for war, why can't it be fake for healthcare? Mm -hmm. Why can't it be fake for the student loans that I'm going to have to start repaying soon? I heard about that. Like they're, uh, uh, like, like they're going to forgive, but you had to pay off like a percentage of it or some shit. Yeah. You had to have been paying for 20 to 25 years. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I thought it was a percentage of what was paid off. Like, like if you paid off 70% or something like that, then they'll, like, relieve. Oh, like, I, I hadn't heard that, but that sounds I, good, too. I, 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 that's what I thought it was. I thought, because, I mean, to say that somebody's, you know, and I get, like, maybe 22 years, like, you know, doctors, lawyers, you know, the PhDs and shit like that, I understand that, but it's like, it's like, what does that do for, you know, the four-year college student or the right. five-year college student well, that, and like, if you're if you're in school or not if you're in school but like there are some people who uh have not been able to get a job in the field in which they've studied um and and even if they have it doesn't pay what it was promised it would pay um mm-hmm. and and so as a result even though they've been making payments for 15 years they owe more now than they did when they graduated you know yeah. Uh, and that's what's crazy to me. And it's even worse, I think, for people who have huge loans like doctors and lawyers and stuff. But, like, I, I have a little bit less sympathy, um, except for, you know, I mean, we like we're ha- we're we're in the middle of a doctor shortage and a nurse nursing shortage. Uh-huh. But, yeah, uh, so, and I, I may also be a little salty because I ju- I, I was uh, under Obama. Um, I as a as a clergy person, I lost the ability to get public stu- public servant loan forgiveness. Okay. Um, and it didn't come back until like, um, like the very end of the Trump era. Uh, and then I, uh, luckily Biden hasn't gotten rid of it again yet, but like, I never signed up for it. I should have four years toward my 10 and I don't because I just never did it because it, it wasn't an option when I started. Yeah, I was, which I is was, my fault. That's on me. But. Well, I was supposed to find out like the, the home, uh, the, the, the mortgage relief programs and stuff like that. Oh, gotcha. I don't know anything about those. Yeah, so I, I get, like, you know, it's so weird because like you know, looking at you know online, you know what's real, what's not, shit like that. Uh, side note: from what I found, it says 113 billion dollars. I'm not sure how accurate that. Okay, is. that sounds about right to me. Um, but I was looking at like the the mortgage forgiveness programs and all that stuff, like through the state and. 
like, I went to apply for it, and for some reason you can't, like, backdate it and shit. Because, like, it didn't seem like it became a thing until after I found a job after being laid off for nine months. <sighs> so uh, I couldn't backdate it, so I had to use my current information. And as soon as I put in my al- my hourly and my guesstimated salary and stuff like that, I made too much. Ugh. And it's like, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, that sucks, but, I mean, it's pretty cool that, you know, I, I needed it and I wasn't there when I needed it. Right. Um, and now that it's here, I can't utilize it because, you know, I worked a, I, I have a full time good paying job, but what does that do for me for the last nine months? You know, it's, right. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it sucks, but I mean, it's, it's something I can't, you know, I can't dwell on it. You know, I, you know, I can't change it. So I, you know, sit there right. and you know, pity party over it. And, you know, I did buy my lottery ticket for tomorrow. So let's see if I walk, you know, walk away with that 350 mil. Nice. I don't want to Here, worry. Someone, about. someone won the uh, the billion out in California yeah. last night. I, I thought it was Ohio. Oh, I heard it was California. I don't know. California. The Powerball. No, you could be right. I thought it was Ohio. Powerball winner. Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, I thought maybe maybe there was another ticket in Ohio, but. Yeah. What one winning ticket sold for one point eight billion Powerball jack in LA? Cool. What was the what was in Ohio then? Maybe it was just a million dollar winner or some shit. Million. Yep. Okay. Cool. See, I'll be fine with that. I'd take a million dollars. Right. I mean, the way I see it, like if even if I won a million dollars after taxes and fees and all that shit, I'm still gonna walk away with, I think like four hundred fifty thousand dollars or some shit. I could, you know, I could easily. You know, I can easily wipe out all of my fucking debt and, uh, you know, make, you know, I don't know, make some college funds or something for, you know, nieces and nephews and all that, that jazz, you know, little small ones, you know, it won't be able to do much, you know, not like the 350 mil, uh, but, right. um, I was up there. 350 mil, you, you're not just set for life, you know, you can do whatever you want basically for the rest of your life. Oh, God. Trust me, I will. Yeah. Freak, Freak Death Studios will be. You ever see the movie um, Benchwarmers with uh, Rob Schneider, David Spade, and that guy who played Napoleon Dynamite? I don't think so. So Wait, uh, surely I have, because that I that sounds it, so familiar. Yeah, it's a movie like they're all adults and they. I have seen. Oh my god! You know it's what? Like, I think it, it came out around the same time as like Bad News Bears and stuff, and so I think mm-hmm. I confused them. Yes, and John Lovitz is like this really, really rich dad. Yeah. And they want to build like this big like uh, baseball uh, stadium and all this stuff, and they only got like twenty four hours to do it. But uh, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, well, we gotta get it done. And remember, I only got forty billion dollars uh, <laughs> on me. On me. <laughs> so they they built it, and I was like, dude, if if I had that if I had that kind of ridiculous money. I would I would just find I would find a really great contractor like listen this is what I want this is what I need build it as quick as you can just get it up and going right um but obviously I mean I want to make it I'd want to make the building perfect like I said I mean we need offices you know because I want everyone to have their own offices and um I'm gonna mention this uh, I'm gonna mention this on Sunday when I do the live stream for SCW I can mention it here as well um. As of, or effective immediately, if you want to be professional about it, 
three, uh, which I don't know if you know this, but there was six co-hosts at JFW. Total um, or like at once? Total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds yeah. all right. Uh, three of them are no longer with JFW. Uh, Dizzle J is officially done with JFW. Uh, Steve and Dally are all uh, done. So. Um, oh dang. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but like, I I. And and this is the part I'm not sure if it's gonna make me sound like a dick or not. And I don't want to be like a dick. And I apologize to those if they do listen to me and you do think I'm a dick. But just you know, I hope you realize where I'm coming from in this. And I explained it to, um, I explained it to uh, Pat and uh, Mike or Nubby and Pac-Man, uh, who I do the show with. And I explained it to them, and I think they understand. I'm not sure if they really do or not, but. Um, I, I gave Steve, DJ, and, uh, Dally numerous opportunities to come back onto the show. And none of them have been on a show in probably almost a year. Mm. Uh, but I gave them numerous opportunities. Hey, whenever you can, come back. Whenever you can, come back, blah, blah. But then, it, it, I realized something. And a lot of this has to do with, uh, a conversation we had on a previous show, maybe a couple months or something ago, and like we talked about, like you know the, you know, like in a perfect world, um, you know, winning the lottery, starting Freaknet Studios, and everyone working with us, and all that other stuff. And it kind of dawned on me, like, if that was to happen, and the building was built, and I called, you know, you. Nubby, Pac-Man, you know, the guy, you know, part who are part of our, our these podcasts. I say, listen, this is what's going on. Here's my plan. Here's what I could offer you as a salary, blah, blah. Are you into it or not? You know, yes or no, whatever. This would be our full-time jobs. This is what this – we now work for Sturbico. Right. Be the big umbrella freaking studios and all that stuff. Maybe nice. employees of Sturbico. But then I realized something. I was like, would I offer that to – DJ, Steve, and Dally. If they haven't contributed to it in a year. Like they haven't done anything right. for it Look, in a year. Yeah. I feel like it depends on like, you know, did they not do it because they just didn't want to, or did they not do it because of some other reason that makes sense? You, you, I mean it's your it's your company, your job in this fantasy. Yeah. So. But the, see and here's the thing, it's like I record JFW on Monday evenings, six o'clock. I I've also I've recorded JFW on Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, Thursday evenings. I the this is almost like here with us on here. We whatever time we could find to do it, we do it. And I I I went to I went to DJ and I went I went to DJ. Numerous times said, I want you to get back on the show because he's the one that started this with me. We started this back in 2017. Um, actually, we, we just hit, you know, six years and a month of doing this show. And he kept telling us, I work nights during the week. I said, fine, let's do it Saturday mornings and we could do it on Skype. You don't even have to leave your house. We'll do right. it Skype Saturday mornings. Like, well, I got the kids on the weekend and I get that, but I'm sure in the mornings on Saturday, if you don't have anything planned, you know, call me up, sit on your couch, let's talk about wrestling. You know, because I want to do the two different JFW shows. I want to do the independence and the stuff we see on TV. Because as much as I love talking about the independence, I'm not getting that worldwide audience that I would that I used to get when we talked about day to E, AEW, you know, stuff like that. 
and I want to get back into doing that. Um, I said, like, let's do it on Saturday. Let's do it on Sunday. Let's do a Saturday. Hell, let's, I will, I will do it Friday night after you get off work. If that's what it takes. Right. I gave in every, like, I, I try to make myself as extremely flexible as possible to try to accommodate everybody. I record JFW now on Mondays at six o'clock because I thought that'd be easier for people to get on the show who have to wake up super early the next morning for work. Cause we used to record at like seven, seven thirty. Right. We were able to make it six o'clock so I could get home, get Cooper out, grab some to drink and get up and start the podcast. You know, it's just like I, I tried to be accommodating as possible, but they did not want to put the effort in. And I, I don't hold any ill will towards them for it. I understand it. But it dawned on me, it's like, if I was to start this up, all of a sudden now they're available. Right. It's like you weren't here for the last year with the growth that this has been doing. Right. You know, it's like it, it's one of the things where – like Derek, I would hire because of his college degree. Colin, right. I would hire because of his technical, you know, logic. Because they could, they could set up what we need to do video, audio, and all that are jazz. Right. I may even have Colin come back on the show. I don't go. Colin's an exception to the rule. I, I mean, like I said, I love DJ Steve Daly and everything, but Colin's different. Colin's an exception to it. Yeah, I mean, he's like your best friend. So yeah. Um. But it's just like, I just, I didn't want, on the off chance that, that you know, Freak Dust Dudes ever becomes a thing, I want to reward the people who, who, you know, who were here through it all. Right. Not the ones who just happen to want to come back now that I can offer them a salary and an easy, let's be honest, an easy job. You know, to get paid a salary to come and just podcast. Right. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, but, like, if you really want that, if you really want that reward, then you got to work through the struggles of what we're doing here now. And I was like, here we are, you know, recording the show at 8 o'clock at night, knowing that we got to be up by 5.30 tomorrow morning to do our, you know, to do our workouts and stuff. You know, right. find the time to do this stuff. You know, I still have a full-time job. I'm still trying to, you know, schedule everything to where I can do the two podcasts. And get to the gym, still do the yoga in the morning and stuff like that. Um, and I still do, you know, the SCW live streams things once a month on Sundays, and I still want to go to church. So there's a lot of things I want to do. But I'm still going to stay committed to doing these two shows because I want this stuff to succeed. But I don't get that from them, and if they don't have the same passion, it's like, then why get the reward out of it? You know, it's just, it's just for me, it just doesn't make sense anymore. So I gave them an option. I just said to them, hey, listen, I need to know by the end of the week if you're going to be part of this or not. If not, no hard feelings, no ill will. I totally understand it. I just need to update the social media on who's still here and who's not. Steve and DJ said they can't. I had to message Jally personally. She said that, you know, she felt that she was already replaced when I brought in on Pac-Man and if you look at it from one perspective, yes, maybe she was replaced, but she wasn't replaced because she sucked. She was replaced because she never wanted to show up. Right. I needed, I needed somebody. I wanted a third person. I wanted a third chair on that show. And Pac-Man, you know, he could fit that because he knows he likes independent wrestling. He's a fan of independent wrestling. 
And he likes to talk and, you know, likes to have his, you know, who he is. He works his gimmick. But I didn't replace her. I just brought him on because she didn't want to show up. And I, I'm fine with that. She has other shit in her life she wants to, you know, she wants to work on. Right. But I'm, I mean, I'm not going to feel guilty because she thinks I'm replacing her because I'm not. You know, I'm right. not replacing her because I don't want her there. I'm replacing her because I needed somebody there. The same reason... You know, same reason Dally showed up in the first place was because DJ wasn't able to be there all the time. The same right. reason Steve showed up because Dally wasn't able to be there all the time. You know, same reason Nubby showed up because nobody was showing up. It's like, I mean, like, I don't bring people on to just keep adding to the collection of podcast hosts. I just need to find somebody to do the show with, and they showed up. It's just how it is. Like, I would mm-hmm. love to have a third chair over here. You know, I, th- I mean, you and I, we do fine. I don't yeah. think we, I don't think we ever really need it. But I mean, I, there were times where it was fun having Colin on because we got that. I, Colin, Colin has a weird personality to himself. Yeah, we're like, absolutely. we're like, he'll say, he'll say goofy ass things, but there are certain times where he'll hear a goofy ass comment and be like, "Oh, I don't know about all that." It's like, it's like, it's like, pick, pick your battles, Colin. You want to be offended or not be offended? Pick one. You can't, you can't right. have both. You know, just, you know, but that's what I love about Colin. It's like he, he, he's, he's a walking, talking contradiction. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just like he, it's, but like I said, if Colin ever came back, yeah, probably, but I have an idea of who I would have as far as Freaknet Studios, who I would have a part of it and what we would do and everything. And then there would just be growth to it. I mean, it just, it'd just be that simple. Um, but I mean, that's the pie in the sky, you know. What if, you know, dream and, you know, things. And it's okay to imagine it, but, I mean, right now, it's we just got to grow it on our own based on what we do here. And, I mean, the numbers on, from what I see and the stats from our show, I mean, they're, they're great. You know, we're, I think we're aver- averaging, you know, what what the hell was it, 70 to 80 downloads a week. Nice. So, and I know we don't typically talk about numbers here on, on the show, and I'm fine with that, but. I mean, I'm happy with it. I mean, we're, it's, it's growth, and it's growth that, you know, I can be proud of talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I did mention how we've been waking up early to do uh, workouts and everything. So tell me tell me about uh, – you've only done it twice so far, but give me your experience on DDP Yoga. Yeah, I, you know, I like it. I do – so I don't know how to put it. Um, it is unlike any other workout program I've ever tried. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of programs will have um, modifications, like if you can't do stuff, but they they make it seem like you can't do them, if that makes any sense, you know, or like yeah. their modification is just a little tiny modification that doesn't like, it may, you know, for like runner's lunges or whatever, your knee goes to the mat. Um, that's that is a big difference for a runner's lunge, but yeah. Um, you know, the, the push-ups in DDP yoga, you could do, uh, you know, regular push-up, kneeling push-ups, or he has that like table push-up. I really like that table push-up. I can do that, you know, yeah. and I can do it with the, the three count down and the hold and the three count up, uh, which I can't do. I, I, I can't do with the, the kneeling push-up or the, certainly not the, the regular push-up. Um, so I really like the progression system. Um, it is in some ways it's like, cornier than a lot of workout programs have ever done but it's like it's corny in a genuine way what, what do you um, mean by corny 
Like it's shit. Like like you know the, the the thing that really every literally every time we do it, I'm like, uh, like okay, I'll do it. I understand why we're doing it. It does. It is good stretch, but it's silly that you're calling to have me stand at attention. Like I'm not in the military. I don't want to be in the oh, military. Gotcha. You know, like yeah. that's that feels very hokey to me. The, the um, one thing, the one thing I don't like, and I so I I, I work off of the DVDs. I'm taking you're you're off the app, correct? I'm on the app. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure if what we watch is the same, but like so with the Diamond Dozen. Um. Well, so we did the Diamond Dozen on Monday. I so my work. I'm doing the basic. I, I you did you start on the or beginner? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So for me, it's Monday was Diamond Dozen, Wednesday was Diamond Dozen plus Energy, and then tomorrow what we do is going to be Energy. Yep, same. So for Diamond Dozen for me, because it's a DVD, and I don't know if it's the same on the app, the Diamond Dozen DVD or the Diamond Dozen um, part of it is explaining to you the move every single time when you watch it. So it's not like – it's not like a workout where it gives you like a timer at the bottom. It says, okay, let's go into, you know, catcher. Let's go into table. It's every clip is like, okay, okay, this time we're going to show you how to do, you know, the, you know, how to do catcher, how to do broken table or, you know, how to do this. It's like they're clips. And I think that's why it takes so long because if I looked at right, so the diamond doesn't take about 45 minutes to do energy is about 30. So on Monday it takes forty five minutes. On Wednesday it took roughly an hour and fifteen to do. Yep. Yep. Um so Wednesday I didn't get a chance to finish it all in the morning because I wake up at five thirty, but I gotta be done by, you know, six thirty. So I only had an hour. Um so what I did is I did about I did the diamond dozen in the morning and I did the energy when I got home. So I still got completed. It was just in two separate things because I, I wish I'd done it that way because doing it back to back, I did not have enough gas in my tank. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I love about because, like, you know, when they sit there, and especially like you'd be in yoga, you know, he's showing you how, like, you know, he's showing you the moves, and there's 13 different moves that you could do. Um, and it's like, he tells you, like, if you need to take a break, take a break, go into, uh, I don't know how that, that resting pose is. Yeah, like he calls it safety zone. Yeah, there you um, go. That's, that's the other thing is he's renamed all these yoga moves. Like that's just that's child's pose in regular yeah. yoga. But like because of the demographic that his pro- program is aimed at, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a bad thing. I'm not like criticizing. It's just it's an interesting difference. He calls it safety zone because like what what grown adult who's doing this thing wants to sit in child pose as like and and also like that's not uh, when you call it child's pose, it's not going to be a place that you go to when you're tired. You know, but if you call it safety zone, like that's where you go when you're tired, when you're when you're exhausted, you go to safety zone. Yeah, um, and his, and his biggest thing is, like, and the one thing I do love about the most is that he doesn't take it so seriously when he's talking to you about it, or when he's doing absolutely. things with you. And so, like when you're talking about like you know like doing like the stand attention and all that stuff, like he's trying to. In a way, make make yoga masculine. That was his whole big thing when he first started out. Saying like he's like when he was told by the doctor to do yoga, him being a you know mid to late thirties professional wrestler in the early to mid nineties, being told hey go do yoga, and you know the macho, and I was like I'm not gonna do yoga. That's for women and stuff like that. 
So then he started doing it anyways because his wife encouraged him to do it. He added calisthenics and all his other stuff to it. So he tried to make yoga for the working man or the common man. It's like, so I'm just going to call these different poses and they make them sound cooler than what they are and everything. Gotcha. To try I didn't to know that. I didn't know that he did that on like, uh, that I didn't realize that was like a reason he did it. That's cool. Yeah. He, yeah, I, he, I thought it was just marketing, you know? No, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. He, uh, he, he, he wanted, he was trying to, I guess in a way it was because he was trying to market it to, men who were worried about doing yoga because he didn't think that they would see it as a macho thing. So right, he but wants like, to, yeah, it's the idea it, that he had to market it to himself first. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it yeah. respectable to me. And that's, yeah. that's what I mean when I say it's authentic. Like, yeah, it's kind of corny, but it's authentic. Yeah. And then obviously he want, and I, I, I remember watching some kind of thing, but what he calls everything he just, as, as soon as he did the pose, that's the name that came to his mind, like the catcher pose. I know it's called something else, but Tim, it's when you're. Yeah, I don't, I actually don't know what that one is in yoga. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. I, I know, I think he kept downward dog. I think that's the same one. Yeah. But I don't think broken table is. Um, uh, catcher pose, Hulk it out isn't one and stuff like right. that. That's another thing too. It's like in yoga, you don't sit there and go, ah. You know, but then yeah, standing at attention, standing straight up. So like yeah, he 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 modified it to a way where he was more comfortable doing it, and this way when he got his buddies incorporated into it, who had the same mindset as him, that's he's like he's like dude, just try me, you know, like stand at attention, catcher's pose, manly things, and so that way these other wrestlers who grew up in the era of you know were men would find more comfort in doing it and stuff. And, and, that, and that's what I love about, I love it because it's not so much the manly part of it, but the fact that it's, it's like somebody who's on my level is talking to me, not, you know, nothing against like Billy Blanks or whatever that fucking guy is, or the other people who created their like workout videos. We're just things like, this is a, this is a professional, uh, personal trainer kind of thing. Who's, you know, you know, it's like it's I'm, I'm not, it's like when I, when I do DDP yoga, it's like I'm working out with a buddy. Yeah, not some not somebody who's coaching me, somebody who's who's leading me through these workouts and doing them Absolutely. together, talking about you know checking your heart rate and all this other stuff. And again, use you use chairs for balance, use yoga blocks, take a yeah, whatever break. You need. Yeah, I really like I really really like the um the like agency he gives you where he's just like you know it's your program it's your life uh, do it whatever way works for you I don't I already have your money I don't give a fuck <laughs> right yeah 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 how you do it it's your you know it's your program make it work the way that you're gonna do it you know if you're gonna do it in a way that makes you not do it tomorrow then don't do it that way do it a way that makes you show up again which I like I really like that a lot um, yeah. you never hear that. In, I've, I've done P90X. I've done the Apple Fitness st- thing. Um, I've tried some of the other Beachbody stuff. Um, none of them. None of them give a shit about you as a human being the same way that I think DDP Yoga does. Yeah, and his his whole his biggest thing too is accountability, and that's what and that's why like when I used to do the uh, the internet vlogs and on um, what the hell is that uh, website I used to do them on uh, WordPress. Yes. Every time I did a, like, God, I really miss doing those, and I think I should do them again. I really do miss doing them. Um, but every single time I would finish a journal entry at the bottom, it says accountability and progress. And I got accountability because of DDP Yoga, because this whole thing is you need to be accountable for yourself. 
You, if, if you want to lose the weight, if you want to do the workouts, if you want to eat healthy, you need to do that for yourself. You need to hold yourself accountable on making sure you put time away to do the workouts. You put the right food into your mouth. Like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I, I sit here and I preach a lot of things that I don't follow and I don't know why I can't. And that's something I know I need to work on. On a sense of like, in my mind, if you want to quit smoking, Quit putting a cigarette in your mouth. If you want to stop eating junk food, quit putting junk food into your mouth. Like I get that, I get that the habits are going to be hard to beat, but you could uh, you could stop them if you just do it. If you just hold yourself accountable, it's like, God, I really need to quit eating soda or drinking soda. Well, then stop buying soda. You know, right. I really need to stop eating junk food. Well, stop buying junk food. Right. You know, I need to eat healthier. Then do that. It's like, you know, I should quit smoking. Well, then stop smoking. Stop buying them. Stop lighting them. Stop inhaling them. You can just stop. It, I mean, you have the ability to do these things, and and that's pretty much what he says to you. Know, when you guys like, listen, make the work. Out, that's the one thing I love to make the workout work for you. Right. Yeah. Do, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Do what you can to get through it the best you can, but just yeah. don't give up on it. You know, if you if you have to stop, and he, I think he says in the dimes, if you have to pause me, if you have to shut me up, do it. Right. Take a break. You know, just. Pause me, come back when you're done and stuff like that. And it's it pisses me off so much that I've had this program for what feels like a decade. <laughs> I've I mean, I've had it to the point where I had to buy the I had to buy a new set because my other set got scratched up, whatever. But I've had this for yeah, it had to be almost like nine years now. I think I've had it when I was over at the uh uh, apartment, and I've been at my house for eight years now. That I still have yet to commit to completing an entire workout program, just because yeah. for some reason I just find every reason not to do it. Sure. And I mean, like, th- like I said, and that's why I'm truly blessed that you're doing this with me. And I love the fact you're doing the same program with me. Yeah, I um, me too. Me too. I'm glad I got. I found a good discount on it for for. I mean, I'll have the app for a year. Um, I figured that's probably if if I'm still doing it in a year, I'll buy the DVDs. Yeah, well, and, then, and that's yeah, and that's the thing too. And when it comes to the yoga, as long as you commit to it, it's three days a week, except for week five. So, so one week one to I have all my dry erase board. Can you hear me? By the way, I've kind of moved away from my microphone. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so week one, two, three, and four are three days a week. Week five is four, six is three, seven is four, eight is three, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen are three weeks. So there's only three, or yeah, there's like three weeks out of the entire program, which are four weeks. Five, five, six, and seven, or, or I'm sorry, five and seven are the only four week workout programs. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are threes. And there's beginner, intermediate, intermediate, and advanced. And they're all 13-week programs. So you could do every single workout program within a year, 39 weeks, if you're doing back-to-back-to-back. Or right. even if you take a two-week break in between, you can still get it done within a, a year. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so it's like I, I, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that we're doing it together. And like I said, other than, you know, the Wednesday, that's an hour and 15 minutes, does kind of suck. But, you know, Friday's energy, and then all of next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are all energies. Yeah. And then well, I, uh, I have to say, I, I loved that Wednesday was a little longer because the way that my I don't know if it's my watch or the way the, the app works, mm-hmm. but um, it all works with like my fitness pal and my like 
Apple Fitness stuff. And so I got like an extra thousand calories that I could eat yesterday, which was perfect because, you know, uh, we do s'mores at the church every other Wednesday during the summer. Mm-hmm. And so I got to have two, I got to indulge in a couple of extra, just two s'mores sandwiches that I wouldn't have been able to have if I didn't have the extra, uh, caloric deficit from the yeah. extra workout. So like, I, it worked out for me really well. I was very happy. And let me tell you, after like even just three days without sugar, Mm-hmm. That s'more tasted so freaking good. <laughs> yeah, my my big my biggest thing is just trying to find a way to eat consistently healthy. Yeah, you know? same. And, um, but yeah, like I said, I don't mind the extra workout. It's just the thing that sucks is just the time of it all. Yep, yep, um, yeah. It is. I, I complain about trying to find ten minutes to do like just stretch my hip flexors. Yeah. Uh, and now I got to commit to 45 minutes. But you know, it's 45 minutes every other day. Like, mm-hmm. ah, what am I complaining about? <laughs> but yeah, no, what I love is like, yeah, because next week, or, you know, it's just energy. So you got 40 or I'm sorry, 30 minutes for each of those. And then week three is 30 minute energy Monday, hour 15, uh, Diamond Dozen energy on Wednesday. And then it moves into a new program, Fat Burner on Friday, which is 40 minutes. So it's not all bad. I think after. I think after next week, I think that's the last hour, 15 minutes. I think everything else is 45 to 30. Um, I think Diamond Dozen does come back on week nine though, or something like that. But my, my biggest thing, and I, and I know, I know we promised getting David on here and we will do it. We'll see if we can maybe get a schedule for next Thursday or something like that. We can follow up with him. I just got to find a way. Yeah, he's turning to, into our Matt Damon. <laughs> Yeah, no, Sophie, Sophie isn't anymore. Sophie yeah. changed her name, by the way. She's not all my Sophie anymore. And I can't remember what else she changed her name to. But, mm. um, I just gotta, I gotta talk with him and see what he could do about helping me find a way to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Like, I just, I just, I, I just have a hard time. And I, I think I said this to you in the text. Like, I could wake up randomly at three, three thirty in the morning, wide awake. But then I'm like, that's just way too early. I go, go, I have to go back to bed. And then I go back to bed till either the alarms go off at 5.30 or my alarm goes off at 6.15, depending on which day it is. I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't get up. But when it comes to Monday, Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday, you know, I, I think Monday, Monday we got, what, 5.45. Um, I think I started to work out around like 5.50, so it wasn't too bad. I grabbed my water, had my workout clothes and everything ready to go. Uh, Wednesday, the alarm went off at 5.30. I think I started working out at 5.45, and now I got, like, you know, 40 minutes into it, and I had to dress when I got home. But I want to be able to wake up in the morning, because I listened to an episode of this freaking show from, I think it was season two. It was either season one or season two. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been season one towards the season. I think it was, like, episode 40 or something like that. And I, at that time... I was talking about how I was going to the gym at 4.30 in the morning before work every day and how great it felt and how awesome. I was like, dude, that was seven years ago. I don't remember being that. I don't remember I don't remember being that guy that got up right. at 4.30 in the morning, went to the gym, work out, came home, got cleaned up, and went to work. And I talked about how I had all this energy throughout the day. And I, I started thinking to myself, like, if I wanted to, if I thought about it, if I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, got in my car, got to the gym. I could probably be at the gym by 5 o'clock, and I could probably get an hour workout in by – I could probably be done by 6. And I could probably get home by, like, 6.20, 6.25-ish. 
in the shower, cleaned up, out the door by 7 and at work. It's like, that seems like it's doable. And I only work until 4 o'clock now. I don't work until 5. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's something I need to look at doing on, like, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know. And, you know, I could go to the gym on a Monday, you know, you know, Monday, uh, or not on a Monday, uh, uh, one day on the weekend or something like I could I, I could find the time to do this stuff. Sure, I, like I totally can. Like, it's like and I've done it before. I mean, obviously, back then I was probably like maybe like forty fifty pounds lighter, you know, and or thirty forty pounds lighter then. And obviously, I was you know twenty eight instead of you know thirty four. But it's still doable. Like all this stuff is still doable. It just has. To, I just have to find a way to keep myself accountable. Right. Um. Last thing I want to talk about before I leave, uh, it's a pretty uh, major announcement for myself because um, I'm not a big fan of change. I kind of like being who I am. I have the same haircut, the same beard. I wear the same clothes for who knows, like, the last decade of my life or so. But I made a change in my life that I'm really proud of. Um, yeah? Yeah, I decided that uh, Three Musketeer is no longer my favorite candy bar, and going forward, it'll now be Milky Way. Nice. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the dark side. I love them. <laughs> they I are think good. They're, they're my they're, favorite. They're, they're no. not bad. They're not bad. Um, uh, I don't know the next time I will ever have one because I'm trying to stay away from sweets because those yep. are my crack. Um, I, I, if I could do, if I could survive away from sweets, that would be huge for me. Um, but yeah, that is, that is my, that is my addiction is sweets, chocolate, candy, uh, brownies, cookies. I just, I gotta stay away from them. Um, but yes, Milky Way, new, uh, my new candy bar, my new top candy bar of choice. Uh, don't worry, Reese's is still up there too, but for right now it's Milky Way. Nice. Uh, Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? Uh, I, I think I mentioned this in the past, uh, in the past couple of weeks, but I, I have gotten really interested in the hobby of watch collecting. Um, you never mentioned that to me. Okay, I wasn't sure. I, I talked about it a little bit on GeekCast Live, and I, I thought maybe I talked about it here too. Um, so my, my great-grandfather um, inherited his dad's watch uh, that his dad got when he re- retired. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when he passed, he left it to me. Um, and I actually, I found out I didn't have it. He, my mom was holding onto it. Uh, so I, after, after the, uh, the wedding last weekend, I, my mom gave it to me cause she found it. Um, but I had his other watch, his everyday, his everyday watch. And it just got me interested in it because his, his everyday watch was a Seiko, uh, which is a Japanese watchmaking company, uh, started in like the late 1800s. Um, and I just, I've, I've gone down this, this rabbit hole of like, trying to learn about these watches. Uh, the one from his dad is a, a Hamilton, um, yeah. which is a really expensive, uh, <laughs> fancy watch company. Like their cheapest watch nowadays is about $700. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool that I have this watch. Uh, it's probably not worth anything because I can't find a model number. And also it has his name engraved on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still cool. It's a cool thing to have. And it's, it's sort of just got me interested in, the the hobby and the topic and stuff and um I don't think I'll ever be the kind of guy who collects like a Rolex because that's stupid like I, I just I really I I really think it's dumb you know the to to pay forty five thousand dollars or more for something that does the same thing that all other watches do which is tell fucking time mm-hmm. uh, ridiculous don't do that I, I refuse um but I, I think I'd be willing to pay up to four figures. 
uh, ultimately, you know, if I was making good money and I had a good reason or found a good deal or something, um, I, I paid four figures for a watch, I think, for my my collection. Um, but yeah, and I, I found out there's all these cool. Uh, they don't have to just tell time. Um, there there are watches that have all these cool different complications, is what they call them. Um, and then there's uh, my my I think my favorite watch company right now is called the Mister Jones Watch Company. And they just have the coolest watches. They're all like art pieces that they, they team up with artists and, um, and the artist designs the design and, and then they make the watch out of it. And, um, they're all like priced really well too. So like I think their most expensive watch is around $800. You know, so you could get a, a really cool everyday piece of art for your wrist for like two, three hundred bucks, uh, which is still a lot of money just to spend on a thing that tells time, which your phone already does. Um, but like, it's kind of cool. I kind of dig it when it's like art, you know, uh, art, art is a good reason to get into a hobby, um, or, or to pay more than you should for something, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just neat. So I, I I've kind of just gotten into the, the art. I, I don't, I haven't really gotten into the collection part of it because it's expensive, but I've yeah. been learning about the hobby and learning about different watch companies and like, you know, uh, like Citizen and Timex are really cool um, historical American watchmaking companies that mm-hmm. make luxury watches for like an average man should be able to afford them. Um, yeah, you seem like a pocket watch guy, Joe. I love a pocket watch. I am a sucker for a pocket watch. <clears throat> you seem like you seem like if you were to have a watch collection, it would be like pocket watches. Yeah. Yeah. So I did start one. I do. I do have a Masonic pocket watch. Uh, I have. From, uh, I'm sorry. From what? No, I was just from when I when I oh. uh, did my blue lightning. Yeah, I have. Uh, they didn't give it to me. I bought it afterwards. <laughs> I do have a. I do have a pocket watch. Actually, I don't even know where it's at. Uh, I got it from when uh, I got it from Intertech uh, as some kind of gift. So it's like nothing like you know valuable or anything. It just says Intertech on it. But um, I have wristwatches. I have a Fossil and I have an Invicta. Nice. And ever since I've gotten Fitbits, I never wear them anymore. So they, I think they're all in my safe. I think my pocket watch is in there too, along with uh, my class ring and my promise ring for my girlfriend from 10 years ago, which I don't know why the hell I still have it. But nice. yeah, but I mean, watches are solid. Like I said, especially like if you want to like wear something like nice or fancy and stuff like that. Um, I got to lose weight in order to fit into my watches again. <laughs> so yep. I hear you. I hear yeah. You. That's yeah, cool. Lucky for me, both of the, I think, I actually don't. I never knew my great great grandfather, but my great grandfather was uh, was a heavy set man, so his watch fits me. <laughs> it's a sh- it's a shame that uh, well, I guess it's not a shame, but I mean it is your job. They have to work on Sundays because uh, I think going to like swap meets and stuff like that would be pretty cool to find watches and stuff there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe we'll, cool. maybe maybe we'll vlog some swap meets or something for Freaknet Studios. Yeah, that would yeah. be sweet. Yeah. Well, and like, I think that's the thing is the story is what makes it way more interesting. Yes. You know, I, I would have absolutely no interest in this except that like I own a watch that, that, uh, my namesake owned and his namesake owned. Yeah. Which is really fucking cool. I've got like a three Joe watch is what I like to call it. <laughs> that's really um, awesome. Which is just fun. It's just neat. Um, yeah. But yeah, what about you? What are you freaking thinking about? Uh, honestly, um, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to looking up the history on some of these cemeteries we're gonna go see in September. Um I'm gonna get started on that this nice. weekend so I can kinda like, you know, have it. Um because uh I mean realistically we're leaving uh six weeks. 
That would be the six weeks. Wow. Uh, that's that wild to think of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to look up all these. I mean, obviously, I got to list the cemeteries. I'm going to look up what history we have for them and everything. That way, when we do the videos, we always you know, give like a detailed story and everything, which I, th- I, mean, I think we did pretty well uh, last year. I said, other than the audio screwing up, I think last year's was really solid. And oh yeah, I think uh, I think this year's might be a little bit better and everything. I just got to sit down with uh, Colin or Derek and everything, and hopefully they kind of just. Give me a brief education on how to properly, you know, record and save and all that jazz and stuff like that. And we do got to figure out how we're going to keep everything charging on the drive uh, because uh, I don't have that, you know, outlet plug uh, like my truck did anymore. Now I just got USBs and stuff like that. And, you know, each microphone is a USB plug. And I got to charge my phone because that's what we're going to be doing the recording off of. And then we also got to charge the uh, gimbal and stuff. So got like four things that need to keep charges through the first, I think, nine hour day that we have or whatever the hell it is. And um, yeah, just make sure that, you know, as soon as September 11th comes around when we head out, that everything is working, functional and good to go. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Every week, our listeners catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if only one show a week isn't enough for our listeners, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over the GeekCast Live podcast at gcl.ninja. No, that's not it anymore. It's violentpress.com. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) you can find me there. Um, Yeah, you can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, searching GeekCast Live. Yeah. Your show still released uh, Saturday mornings? Usually, usually. Uh, it, yeah. it varies sometimes based on who's editing and when they have time. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I talked to Ryan. I got to get him back over there. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got 300th episode coming up. We got to see if Ryan's going to come on for that. Oh, yeah. Do me a favor, because I know you're going to talk to Ryan soon. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, next week will be our 300th episode. What? <laughs> what? We got right. 290. Yeah, we got this. This is episode 299 right now. Uh, yeah, see if see if Ryan's available next week. <laughs> see, Will see, do. If he, see if he's free next. Uh, uh, see if he's available next week, and we'll plan either Tuesday or Thursday next week to record with him and everything. Um, and then yeah, 300th episode. Uh, I'm also you know now I'm freaking thinking about that because we're gonna have 300 episodes next week. Wild, <laughs> so, wild. God, that creeped up. So. Um, awesome, man. Uh, guys, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching this freaking show. Uh, and of course, you can find, uh, our podcast wherever you find podcasts at, just by searching this freaking show, except Stitcher, because Stitcher will be shutting down in August. So if you do listen to our show on Stitcher, uh, starting in August, Stitcher will be no more. So you have to find a different place to listen to us. So, but iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. You know, search them, uh, find us, subscribe to us, hit us, uh, ratings and reviews if you can as well. Guys, that's all I got. So, as always, I am Travis Steve. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>